What is the most often quoted Bible verse in our world today? Judge not. I used to believe that the most often quoted Bible verse, at least when I was growing up, was from the people that held up the signs at football games and sporting events that said, John 3.16. You don't see that too often anymore. used to see it all the time when I was, when I was younger. But this mantra of don't judge me or stop judging and, you, and so that you are not judged comes from a place in which people desire for us not to correct their immorality. Not to correct them in their whatever they're doing that is contrary to the faith and contrary to their human dignity. This judging that we are not called to do is one in which we have to recognize that in many ways they are correct. They are correct that we are not to judge. They are correct in the sense that we are not in the place to ever judge someone's soul. We can never see their soul. We cannot judge all of the, all of the decisions they made to get to this point where they are doing this act or they are, or they are making this decision. And so we can't judge all of that. The only thing that we see is the act that they are performing or the words that they are saying. And so we can make an objective statement that, well, what they are saying is completely wrong or what they are doing goes against their human dignity or goes against the teachings of the church and what Jesus has revealed to us. And so we can make a judgment on those things. There is a reality of truth in which we make judgments and we are called to make judgments. We have to make judgments. Every single day we have to make a judgment of, am I going to get out of bed in the morning and go to mass? Or am I going to get out of bed and go to work today? That's a judgment that we have to make. And we have to make that judgment kind of in a very weak place when we're very tired and our bed is very comfortable and it's warm and it's cold outside and we don't want to go out there. But we have to make that judgment that I need to get out of bed and get going and get, and get, things, get things in order so I can be on my way. But judgment is necessary, especially of our own selves. Matthew chapter 7 verse 20 says, You will know them by their fruits. And so when someone says to, says to us, don't judge me, we can say, well, Jesus also says, know them by their fruits. And so how am I supposed to look at your fruits if you don't want me to judge what you are doing? So we have to begin looking at what they are doing. We have to begin looking at how this plays a part in their life. We also recognize that there are corporal and spiritual works of mercy. One of the greatest, one of, one of the spiritual works of mercy is to admonish the sinner. And so we have to make a judgment about someone's actions in order to admonish, in order to correct what they are doing. We also recognize that we are called in Matthew 18 to fraternal correction. Jesus says, when a brother has sinned against you, you must go and correct them individually away from a crowd, away from anyone in private. If they don't change their actions then bring two or three witnesses and correct them before them. And if they still don't correct their or change their actions, bring them before the church. 
And so we have to make judgments about people's actions all the time. But those actions that we are judging is not to judge their soul and not to judge their intentions and not to judge everything that helped to lead them to this decision. All we are seeing is this act. And so in order for us to understand and how to correct someone, we have to begin to walk along with this person. We can't just in a vacuum all of a sudden come in and correct them even though we've only met them one time in our life. That really would be judgment because we know nothing about this person. The best way for us to enter into this opportunity for, for fraternal correction is to love someone and for them to know that we love them. And the only reason that we would bring this up is because we desire their salvation and we desire for them to be with God. We desire for them to have eternal life. Luke chapter 17 verse 3 says, Take heed to yourselves. If your brother sins, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. Walk with your, walk with this person. Walk with this person so that they become a brother or a sister to you. So that you have that relationship in which they trust that what you are saying is real and is true. And is not coming from a place of judgment. It's coming from a place of love. First Timothy chapter five verse twenty says, as for those who, per who persist in sin, rebuke them in the presence of all so that the, so that the rest may stand in fear. Speaking about a community member who has sinned and is a well-known sinner. It's necessary for us to love them in their sin, but not to love the sin. To recognize that they are a human being, that they have their faults, but also to recognize that we have our own faults. Because Jesus also tells us that we must take the beam out of our own eye in order to see the speck in our brother's eye. This is why we preach about morality in our lives as Catholics. We have to live upright lives, ones that are witnesses and models of the church's teachings and the life of Christ that he is calling us to, this imitatio Christi, this imitation of Christ. When we imitate Christ in our life, is showing that we love Jesus and we are a follower of Him and that we are repenting of our sins, we are more believable. So we have that authority for someone to say, I know that they love me. I know that they desire my good because I see them striving for holiness. I see them striving for life in Christ as well. So our life begins to be a model. And our hopefully our life is an opportunity for someone to examine their own and for them to say, I want my life to be like theirs. As they follow Christ and they love God, I want that relationship with Christ as well. As Catholics, we are called judgmental all the time. You can't impose your rules upon me. But just like we stop a child from touching their hand to a burning stove, we desire to prevent people from entering into, entering into the burning fires of hell. So we love them 
to correct them, to bring them to eternal life. And we want that love, that eternal life for all people as we love them, as God loves us. So when someone tells you that they that you can't judge them, it's good for us to do an examination of our own lives and to say, am I living in a way in which they see my life as a witness? Or are they right in the sense that I am no better than them? And I commit the same sins as they do, or I commit as serious a sin as they are committing, and I don't repent either. It begins with looking interiorly, interiorly in ourselves to recognize where we stand in our relationship with Christ so we may speak into another's relationship and we call them into a deeper relationship as we go deeper as well.